This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, good evening, everybody, and I trust that you guys are well, and I hope that you are ready for Holy Communion this evening. Hey, man, I've got the team here with me, and we are going to change things tonight because we are devoting this whole service tonight to Holy Communion. I'm going to be talking to you about the history of it, and then I'm going to get the team to participate with us. And I want to encourage you at home right now, make sure that you've got your bread and you've got your juice uh, ready so that we can partake uh, as a family, as a, as a grouping of people, as friends, whatever it might be that you are here tonight, uh, please participate with us. We can have a great time. And uh, wasn't the worship just amazing? I just sensed the presence of God and as our hearts are being prepared for tonight. Family, if you are believing for things in your life, things that seems impossible. You know, tonight I'm going to explain to you the purpose of the Passover and then of Holy Communion. And when we partake of this, how powerful it is and how we celebrate the sacrament, not only that, but also covenant relationship. You know, and I don't know whether you have a good friend or a best friend or a BFF. <laughs> But I mean, when you've got somebody that sticks closer than a brother, no matter what comes, they're going to be there for you. I mean, you have it in your friends. How much more will the Lord do it for us? So I want you to start preparing your heart now. Prepare your heart as we go into Holy Communion. I've got here the bread. And traditionally, the bread is unleavened bread. This is an unleavened bread. It has no yeast in it. And there's a reason why, and I'll talk about that a bit later. And then we have the wine or the grape juice. This is a non-fermented wine. And I'll also talk to you about why that is so important. A lot of people say, Jesus drank wine, so surely I can. Well, we always say this, if you can turn water into wine, then hey, I think you can partake of the wine. But Jesus never drank fermented wine. He always drank a new wine. He drank an unfermented wine. Because you see, on Passover, if you were to partake of fermented wine or alcoholic wine, it would have been a sin. Leading up to Passover is what they would call the day of preparation. And the days of preparation was to remove all leaven, all yeast, Yeast is a form of corruption. It corrupts the bread because it pokes holes into it. We, we like it because the bread just rises and becomes so big and we have these holes in it because of the yeast. But in the true unleavened bread, there's no, there's no holes in it. It's a, it's a flat bread or a flat dough or a concentrated dough. And if Jesus were to have partaken of leaven in bread or leaven yeast that causes fermented drink, he would have been in sin and would have not been able to partake of the Passover because he would have been contaminated. So we know just from that portion of Scripture that Jesus, when He partook of the wine and He partook of the bread, that it was unleavened bread, it was unfermented wine, it was a new wine, it was a juice, like we call it today. And that's what we have here today. So 
in the feast of unleavened bread, all yeast is removed. Let me tell you and talk to you about where was the Holy Communion? Where does it come from? What is the purpose of the Holy Communion? God instituted the Passover in Exodus 12. You'll know that the Israelites, they were in, in exile in Egypt and Pharaoh would not let the people go. His conscience knew that he had to do it. You'll remember Apostle Theo spoke about this the other day when he was preaching. And uh, his conscience knew he had to do the right thing, but he just resisted. And then came the plague, the last and final plague. And that was that Moses said to Pharaoh, if you don't let us go, then this night, the firstborn of every family will die. I suppose it was a type of a final punishment to demonstrate God's power because Pharaoh was resisting, representing all the people. So the Passover in Exodus in Egypt, it was a type and a shadow of what God was going to do in the years to come when Jesus would come, when Messiah would come. And He told them, for you not to be under that curse, for you not to be involved in the, in the, in the, in the final plague, the blood must be smeared on the lintels and on the doorposts. And, it is, and, and the blood is a sign being applied of protection and being spared from the last and final plague that was in Egypt. Whenever the death angel would approach a door and you would see the blood, I love that. And when you would see the blood, the Bible says he would pass over. And he would go to the door where there was no blood and he would go in and the firstborn would die. Passover then was an institution of protection over the lives of people to protect them. It is the Father's instructions to pass over all that apply the blood to their lives or have received the finished work of the cross paid for by Christ's blood. Then we go on as we know the Israelites moved out and in historically in Numbers 9 verse 1, it was reinstated in the 40 years of wilderness. God instituted, instituted it now as a feast so that they could always remember what God did for them. And it was the first thing that they did when they entered the promised land, once again, to remember and to remind everybody now and in the future that God has been faithful to us. And so we celebrate the passing over and the promise that God said, I will take you to a promised land. God is speaking to you today. God has also got a plan for you. God is also saying, I'm taking to you a promised land. In Joshua 5.10, the Bible speaks many times over how the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah would institute either to a greater or a lesser extent, but they would also institute the Passover and celebrate the feast. And three times a year, the nation of Israel will come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Even when the, 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 the temple was destroyed and the exiles returned from Babylon, they restored the temple. And the first thing that they did is they had the Passover meal. And once again, it's to remind them of God's promise. I will bring you to a land that I promised you. Speaking about His eternal promises 
and being celebrated in the feast. Passover in its limited form in the old covenant is no longer celebrated by Christians. But we celebrate the real that is found in Christ. You see, it is now applied as Holy Communion. And on that night when Jesus came, He said, where, the disciples said, where shall we prepare communion? And He showed them a place. And so even on that day, the 14th day of Nisan, the whole of Jerusalem, Israel was celebrating Passover. But Jesus said, this is the Last Supper because now I'm going to be handed over and crucified. And on the third day, I will rise again. And the, the purpose of the Holy Communion is a celebration, it's a victory for us as we celebrate with Christ how His body, the bread, was broken for us and how His blood, the wine, brought redemption for us. You know, family, every time when you partake of the bread and of the cup, we remember His death until He returns. So the Passover is a celebration of protection of God and deliverance of God's people. Holy Communion is a celebration, the redemption, the protection, and the deliverance of what Christ has done for us as Christians today. Yes, He died on the cross, yes. But we celebrate in the same way He celebrated in the Last Supper. And He said, He gave us instruction that we are to do this always in remembrance of Him. You see, when we partake of the bread and partake of the cup, we remember Christ. So this time, let me talk about how you are to examine yourself. This is not just for eating because I'm hungry, for drinking because I'm thirsty. And so I'm gonna ask Pastor Simone to join me here as we, as we partake of Holy Communion together with you and your families, wherever you are. The Bible says, how am I to examine myself before I partake of the bread and of the cup? In 1 Corinthians 11 verse 27, the Bible says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. In other words, in an unworthy manner, not believing in what Christ has done, not believing that Jesus died for our sins, not believing that He's taken our sins. Unworthy. Not, not giving your heart to the Lord because you see, Holy Communion only means something to us that have given our hearts to God. And in verse 28, it says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So in other words, I examine myself. Anything that is leaven, anything that is yeast, anything that is sin, let me examine before I partake of the bread and of the cup. Verse 29 says, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30 says, listen to this family, this is so powerful. For this reason, 
many are weak and sick among you and many have fallen asleep, meaning many have died. So that is true in my examination of myself. Then it says then, if I'm going through a situation and I'm weak and I'm sick and I'm perhaps at death's door, I can partake of Holy Communion, partaking of the bread and I can partake of the cup and this will help me to be strong, to be healthy and to be healed of whatever sickness or disease is at my door. Tonight, I'm gonna ask you as we partake of communion is to bring before the Lord tonight, what is it that you are believing God for? What is it that you need to remove from your life? What is it that the blood of Christ is the only thing that can redeem you from that situation so that you can be strong, so that you can be healthy, so that you can walk in the fullness of all your days and not fall asleep or die. At this time, we're going to partake of communion. So Pastor Simone's going to help me tonight. So in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23, the Bible says this. Are you ready? Everyone, are you ready? Wherever you are, are you ready? So it says this, Paul is speaking here. So he says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which He was betrayed, took the bread, took the bread. And verse 24 says, And when He had given thanks, and let's give thanks now first of all. Father, we give thanks as we partake of Holy Communion. We celebrate this meal, the death of Christ, His resurrection, and he soon return. And as I break the bread, and I want you to notice how I break the bread, and I want to just put it here, because you see, the breaking of bread is the breaking of sin that is over your life. It's breaking of whatever it is that is holding you back. Anything that's got you in bondage, you break that by breaking the bread. It is the body of Christ. And at this time, I'm gonna ask my team here to get ready. They're gonna, they're gonna take their bread. And so here's my instruction to you. Are you ready? Here's my instruction to you. We can be non-social because we live together. Amen. So we can say this, take everybody, take, eat. This is my body, Christ's body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread. Now, as you partake, let me not speak with my mouthful. I want you to think, what is it that is holding you back? What sin in your life is causing you to stumble? What is the thing that you want broken over your life? Maybe it's a drug addiction. Maybe it's marital unfaithfulness. Maybe it's a lethargy. You, you just don't feel like going back to work. You just love laying on the couch. I don't know. 
Maybe it's, it's a real issue, a real issue of sin that you're struggling with. Come on, you break that thing. Break it over your life as you partake. That's a sign, Lord, I partake of your body because you see Christ's body was broken for you, all your sin in the past, now and in the future. You will not go to hell because of your sin. You will go to hell because you don't receive what Christ has done for you on the cross. So this time, family, with my team here with me, let's worship God now as you partake of the bread. Partake of the bread. Let's worship. Let's worship. broken over our lives. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, perhaps it's even finances, all right? We break that curse over your life and your family. If it's sickness in your body, we break that sickness in your body. For every person right now, Charlene, Dolores is completely healed in Jesus' name. We declare, and everybody else that I'm not even aware of, there's people that are currently fighting for their lives. I say we break that curse over them in the name of Jesus as we partake of Holy Communion. All sickness has to go. Weakness has to go. We speak life into each and every person that is overcoming coronavirus. We speak life. You will live and you will not die. Partake of the bread in Jesus' name. And then the 1 Corinthians 11 verse 25, the Bible says, In the same manner, you also took the cup after supper, saying, took the cup after supper, saying this, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Wow. In other words, a new law, a new covenant, a new agreement, I am about to mediate with the Father. And it's going to be ratified in my blood. Not the blood of goats or any other animal, but my blood. It's going to be ratified. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So family, the blood will redeem you from sickness. It will redeem you from a curse. The blood applied in your life. Like when the death angel came and saw the blood passed over, when God looks at you because you're partaking tonight of Holy Communion to remember the redemptive power of the action of Christ on the cross when His blood flowed. 
The Bible says, when He was resurrected, He took His blood with Him and He went into heaven as there is a replica of the Ark of the Covenant in heaven. And Jesus placed His blood on the mercy seat. And so when God, listen to this now, when God looked at the mercy seat, He doesn't see the law, He doesn't see rules, He doesn't see regulations, He doesn't see your sin, He doesn't see your bad deeds, but He sees the blood of Christ being placed on the mercy seat. And when He sees it, He passes over you. The blood redeeming us from the curse of death. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He returns. So take your cup now and let us partake of the cup. As you now partake of the cup, come, let's worship God. Thank Him for the redemption. Thank Him for taking away our sins. Thank You for passing over us. Thank You that we can celebrate His death till He comes. Let's worship, family. Let's worship. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Father, for the wine, which is the blood of redemption. At this time, as you have partaken of the bread, broken everything over your life because His body was broken for us, you have been redeemed from the curse because of His blood. I want you now to stand wherever you are. Even my audience here, well, except the guys sitting behind me, got a couple of people. We're going to just stand and we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God in this atmosphere of holy communion. Are you ready, family? Come, let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Thank you, Father. We worship You. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Thank you, Father. Then came the morning and sealed the promise and buried body began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me Then came the morning 
Isn't that just amazing? We have the victory. And now that we have partaken of Holy Communion, sin has been broken. We've been redeemed of the curse. Whatever sickness or depression or oppression wants to come against us, we resist that in the name of Jesus. We declare that we are fully supplied. We're fully supplied with all our finances. We're fully supplied with jobs, opportunities, checks in the mail. Everything is provided for. Father, we thank you as we've partaken of this meal because all your promises are yes and amen. You have, you, because of the cross, we just need to appropriate by faith. We receive every promise. They are yes and amen. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here tonight with us and you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, and you want to do that, or you say, perhaps Pastor Johnny, um, I've backslidden and, and I need to return to the Lord. Well, this is your opportunity. Today is the day of salvation. Or perhaps you just want to know that if I were to die right now, would I go to heaven or would I go to the other place? You see, when you partake of this, you understand that His body was broken. His blood redeemed us from the curse. And therefore, you can have salvation. Like I said this morning, it's the first baptism. And so if that is you watching on this live stream, wherever you might be in the world, I declare, if you want to make that decision, it will be the best decision of your life. So at the count of three, I'm going to ask you, whether you can raise your hand, whether you can just say inside, yes, that's me. The Bible says that you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So it's important that you say it audibly so you can hear it, the Lord can hear it, amen. I know maybe you're in a crowded place now, you just say, that's me. If someone says, why, why, uh, what's me about me? Say, well, that's me, that's just me, all right? You, know, you don't worry about anybody else, you just say that, all right? Are you ready to make that or take that step? I'm gonna count to three and then you're gonna say, yes, that's me. You ready? One, two, three. Yes, that's me. Now let me pray with you. If you've made that decision, Father, say this with me. Say this with me because you must make confession with your mouth. Say this with me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come as I am. 
Lord, save me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. You went to hell in my place so I can be free. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. And because I do that, you say that I am now your child. Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, come on, everybody, give us a loud shout of praise. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.